This is the Canon Dispatch. Hello everybody, I hope you're doing super well. Just finished recording an episode with my buddy Josh Houck. He's a U.S. Navy pilot. We worked together in Spain about four or five years ago for a couple years. Um, he was enlisted. He got accepted into OCS and then, you know, through the whole process. And then now he's um, on his way to uh, his first train. Well, not train squad, just first squadron. Anyway, I think this um, episode is really interesting it, it it gives a lot of insight um into that aviation uh but also like path to commission for those who might be curious if you are in the military or even if you're not and you're curious about the whole thing just seeing one guy's sort of um mindset and then like his path from school uh and, and then you know enlisting in the navy and then now you know where he's at now um, he's in town for uh, a little while and we went to dinner last night and then um, I asked him if we could record this episode if he'd be my first published uh, conversation for the podcast and he was like of course but they're in the process of moving and so we uh, went we found a brewery um, and we were able to go kind of in the back and there was nobody around but um I had this digital recorder. Um, I'm also using it to record this voiceover, and you you can hear like cars go by, and you can hear like the ambient music in the back, and then you can hear some like vibration. I guess I think it's from the table. Um, like the table kept kind of wobbling because it was unstable, and then like uh, you'd hear like you know glasses kind of you know hit the table. It's not it's not too distracting, but um, I quite like how it came out um and it's just a really good sprawling conversation and it's a great guy i hope you all get something out of it um i sure did and like i said he's just a just a, a good friend of mine so hope you enjoy it let me know um what you think uh n- another thing just a, just a quick uh maybe i don't know not an announcement but um I have, for those who don't know, I also had a Substack, and it was called Thursdays at One, but I'm actually going to change it to the same name of this podcast uh, in my way of trying to, like, siphon and funnel everything into this one um, sort of creative output um, display. And then I created an Instagram for it, and it's just at Canon Dispatch on Instagram, and that's it. I don't think I'll ever go to Facebook and all that stuff because I don't really, yeah, it's just a, it's hard for me to navigate. I like Instagram, and I like the podcast, and I like Substack, so we're going to stick with that for now. Anyway, I hope you all enjoy this. Give me some feedback, and yeah, we'll hit you back another time. Enjoy the conversation with Josh Hauk. I'm just going to go ahead and press record because that lets me, it's just sort of easy and I can edit anything out. I mean, I if want. we know that if any lights go off, then it's going to be then dead. It's, yeah. Then it's dead and then we can switch. All right, Josh. How's it going? What's up? It's going well. What are you here for? Well, you're here in Pensacola because you're... Uh, f- well, I just finished flight training, and uh, 
moving my house that I own here in Pensacola uh, to Jacksonville. Flight training, you finished flight training in? Corpus Christi. Okay. Yeah. So, but it started, it all started here. And here, here's Pensacola. Pensacola. All right. So obviously the biggest thing that I told you that I'd like to talk about is the fact that is, is the whole route from going basically for your route, because all of these routes are different, right? Like you have people that are like direct commission or whatever, but you're in that special category, in my opinion, special, not in a bad way, right? <laughs> Spe- special yeah. in a good way Yeah. that you went from enlisted to now you're an officer and then you sort of envision that that's what you wanted to do right i think um I, what is the, what's the right word for that like um like when you i don't i don't even know right now i can't think straight then when you um is it not visualize like manifest yeah exactly when you manifest it all right like man you know what it's funny <laughs> Lacey said it. She's like, he's going to have a stroke. He's going to have a stroke. No, no, but like I'm, I, so I'm, yeah, but like, I mean, before I even joined the Navy, um, like when I was in DEP, I don't, yeah, they had, they they had yeah, they had DEP yeah. back then, right? Yeah, listen, I wasn't in the fucking 1960s, all right? It was literally like, what, six years before you or some shit? Something like that. Come on, man. Um... Yeah, when I was in depth, I was like looking up commissioning programs, like enlisted officer commissioning programs. So from the get, like from the get go, you were already like, "How I think, do I get to that?" I think when I was uh, your son's age, I was like, "I want to be a naval officer one day." So okay, now like I know I'm kind of like backtracking there, but I mean, so I grew up in Virginia Beach. Okay, um, and obviously. Master Jet Base, Naval Station Oceana is there. Um, grew up under the Tomcats. I'm a 90s baby. Top Gun. Yeah, Tomcat, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. My, my dad was a was a F-14 like mechanic. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, it's like, that's probably my favorite like Navy jet. It's cool. Time. Like, yeah. it's cool. It's when you see it, it's cool. Badass. Yeah. They're huge. They're, huge. They're so like, much bigger than you think they are. Yeah, you too. look at it, you're like, this thing shouldn't fucking fly. No. And, it, like, to on the carrier, too, like. Yeah, it's like, it was, it's almost <laughs> as, like, big as two-thirds as the fl- of, the, of as the width of the flight deck. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They're huge. And, um, see, I grew up always wanting to be a pilot. Okay. And, um, the Navy was kind of always... What was, was like, the legacy uh, for the family? Like, both my grandfathers were in the Navy, one in World War II, one in Vietnam, who made a career out of it and retired in the 80s. Um, and so, the Na- I think the Navy was calling my name at a, at a young age, and I always wanted to be a pilot, because that's just what I grew up underneath of. I was always, like, really, uh, really fascinated by naval aviation and so so like naval aviation or like aviation also in general i guess i guess aviation in general military aviation in general Mm -hmm. and then with the family connection to the navy uh kind of pointing me in this direction okay so so uh 
So you're in the, what, I don't know, probably a junior or a senior in high school, and you get into in the delayed entry program? I um, actually, I thought you knew this about me, like that I, so I nearly failed out of college. Okay. Or out of oh, high school. Okay, no, I, I did know this about yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, so I actually, um, because you said you, you were a oh, shitty I was so, you were a sh- I was so shitty. shitty. Yeah. Well, like, I so I grew up, like, I was like, I want to go to the Naval Academy. When I was in middle school, I, like, wanted to go to the Academy really bad. Okay. Um, I remember I got cut from my seventh grade football team. This is the first time I tried out for any organized sport, like, aside from, like, peewee basketball or okay. football, you know, like, as a kid where you just pay to be a part of the club. Well, sure. I tried out for my seventh grade football team, and I got cut. And I was like, huh, I cried. Because I was like, how am I going to get into the Naval Academy? (laughs) 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 I don't share that with too many people. Yeah, and so I... Now you're going to share it with me and like three other people that listen to this. Exactly. And so... (laughs) But I will say this. The fact that you were stressing about that in seventh grade, right... Already showed that you were determined. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at, yeah. What seventh grade is what? 12, 13 years old? Yeah. Yeah. You were already like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And everything that I do now, even at 12, 13 years old, is going to affect, uh, affect, e- yeah. have an effect on what I do in my military career. Exactly. Yeah. That's, it's pretty mature for a, Mm. 12, 13. That idea well, is yeah, mature. The, yeah, I agree. And then um, I got so far off that path. Mm. I got so far off that path. Like, um, I think my the summer between eighth grade and my freshman year of high school, we were going to, a, a, like, a brand-new high school in my county in North Carolina. Mm. And, um, and my grandfather passed away that summer. Like, right after eighth grade you know we're all excited to go to high school together and I have a lot of friends and um and when my grandfather passed away um my dad kind of picked us all up from where we were at in our small town in North Carolina and we moved back to Virginia Beach to be closer to my grandmother um closer to the rest of our family while we were all kind of grieving and um I started school uh, at a huge high school in Virginia Beach, first day of school, fall, going into ninth grade, 2,000, 3,000 kids in the school. I knew zero people, mm-hmm. not a soul. And being the new kid at the start of the year, there's nothing worse than that. I, especially going into ninth grade. Oh, like, yeah. you're a, a vulnerable freshman, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, like... In North Carolina, we were in, like, a small town. Everyone kind of knew each other. You knew, Like, we were all excited to go to high school together and, um, a, a, like, a new high school at that. And it was, like, it was, it was pretty scary. Yeah. It was pretty scary. And I think <clears throat> that was, like, the start of me getting off of this dream that I had, you know, to, mm. to become a become a naval aviator or I mean shoot just a naval officer at that point but yeah sure um and we you know we moved my halfway through my sophomore year my dad took a job in Ohio and I was skipping class and uh 
And so I had to, I got sent to Ohio to live with my dad. Because uh, like he was, you were, ba- you were like banished. Yeah. Uh, well, they were like banished we were, to Elba. We were already the Elba of America. <laughs> Elba, yeah, Ohio. Dude, I saw. Her. <laughs> I was talking to somebody. Hang on a second. I was talking to somebody the other day. And I was like, every time I think of like Ohio, I just think of like a, this like fucking dystopian wasteland. <laughs> You know what I mean? There's like trash <laughs> everywhere. There's like an old amusement park that has like a, you know what I mean? Like it has like the the, the, the the clown face that should be like happy, but it looks evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that, that's why I think, yeah, I think of Ohio, like this, <laughs> the future that could have been, but it's not anywhere you know, near that. You know, I, when I first moved to Ohio was great mm. initially because I moved in the middle of the school year. So I was the I was the new kid from the from Virginia Beach like somewhere interesting. Yeah. You know, I was like my own it was I was like a whole new per like Yeah, sure. And I was a lot more comfortable in like my sophomore year too and so I was like I was like instantly a popular kid at the school and it was like 83 people in my graduating class or whatever. Mm. But um it was it was different, and then I fell into the wrong crowd, and like my grades never got there, and yeah, I nearly failed out of high school. So I graduated late. Uh, yeah, graduated late, and then but, tried to join the army, and they said, "No." My dad was like, "Go to college for a year." So, so you went to college for a year. I did. You tried, and where where was that? The University of Akron. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, and then you said you did horrible at that. Not, I mean, did you flunk out or stuff, or you just didn't take it serious? I, so, I lived off campus. I pledged a fraternity where all my friends were part of, that all my friends were part of. Um, Partied all the time. It, it just wasn't a good learning environment. And I, I was just not ready, you know. So you, you maybe maybe you didn't have the self discipline. That's exactly like yeah. That's exactly what it was. And so which I think I mean honestly, man, when it comes to like a lot of universities like that, I mean we know because we're a little bit older now and we didn't really go that route. We went a, we went a a non traditional university route, but like we know that largely at least I this is what I think. Um, Universities are like this big social, almost like experiment, and it's it's like a not experiment, but like it's a big, it's a big, it's a big fucking party, right? Yeah. And then it's solely made almost for profit of the university itself, not necessarily for the education. There are professors there that take it serious, absolutely, right? Absolutely. But I mean, I don't know. I almost think that that universities. Like especially when you get an eighteen-year-old kid, right? That comes right out of high school. You got hormones that are going crazy. Like all these like, huge life changes. What do you expect them to do? Of course they're gonna r- rage. Yeah. yeah, like we're in going all to party. Ways, in all yeah. the ways that you can rage. <laughs> yeah, like, like of course. Yeah. So, and yeah, how can that be a? I don't know. It's like a viable. You know what's crazy? I want to come back to this because. I want to come back, like, circle back to this later on, mm. only because some of the 
best officers I've met since since commissioning myself are like really young, like like 21, 22. I joined the Navy at 21, and I had like even after I joined the Navy, like until I pretty much like met Lacey, I was like not mature at all, you know. And and it's it's interesting to see the levels of maturity and leadership that these like kids to me now like kind of display as naval officers it's like like so it's surprising you know that'd be yeah yeah let's let's definitely circle back yeah because i definitely want to hear about that yeah all right so you went to college i did college dismal failure yeah right yeah and it was and my so i ended up dropping so all the classes i was gonna fail i just dropped them okay to like save my 2.0 GPA after I dropped them. All right. And then um, my dad and I had a conversation after finals week, my freshman year. He's like, hey, you thought about talking to the Navy recruiter? <laughs> and it was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and so, and so I went, like, the next week. I think I called the next day and set an appointment. And then how long after you did that did you actually leave? Uh, eight months. I spent eight months in yeah, that's good. that's a good time. It was terrifying. I thought that I was going to get... I, I ended up getting my driver's license suspended because my dad took, him, took, took me off of his insurance policy. And... Uh, I got to a, I rear-ended a lady and lost my driver's license Jeez, for three months. Dude. And I thought I was going to get kicked out of debt. And then... So you were in seventh grade football and you yeah. thought you were going to yeah. ruin your chances to be an officer. And now you're yeah. rearing a lady and you think you're going to get kicked out of and, debt. And I, you know, I was living, I was still living in Akron and working um, while I was in debt. And, uh, and I got pulled over. Uh, while my license was suspended. So I was still driving. Like, I was pretty irresponsible. You know, yeah. I was still driving. I had to get to work, but I was, like, going to McDonald's or something at, like, yeah. 9 o'clock at night, and I ran a stop sign, okay. and these two police officers pulled me over. My car was filthy. And then I, like, first thing I pulled out was my debt card and then my driver's license, and I handed the debt card on top of my driver's license, and... Uh, they're like, kid, why are you handing me your, your library card? You know what I mean? Yeah. They asked me, they asked me to step out of the car. Sir, are you high? <laughs> <Yeah>. Sir. <laughs> You're handing me a paper? It's not even laminated. What is this? Yeah, yeah. what is this? <laughs> and uh, it turns out they were both mastered arms, prior enlisted oh, Navy guys. Nice. And they were like, hey, step out of the car. Oh, and cool. they were like, can we search your car? <laughs> it's like, sure, man, whatever. I just don't want to go to jail. <laughs> so oh, they were fucking with you, dude. Yeah, they were. They said that if I, uh, if they ever pulled me over and my car was that dirty again, they would arrest me. So. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah. You went from there to 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 boot camp. Boot okay. camp. And boot camps, whatever. Yeah. And then you went, and then after the, you went to A school in Pensacola as an air traffic controller. Wait, I mean, did you select air traffic control? I didn't. I did not. Well, that's a that's a weird turn of uh, turn of events. It was. How did that happen? So I I signed a contract to be a mass communication specialist, like a journalist yeah. or a photographer. 
and you really uh, dodged a bull on that one <laughs> i did i did yeah no it's my ace my school was full and so they said that i could wait around in great lakes in chicago for uh for eight months while my school uh while i could get a slot at the school or i could pick any rating that i was qualified for and mm. so i did fairly well on my on my um asvab mm. and i said air traffic control sounds right up my alley and but did you know what it was when you selected it i knew what it was okay i i just i was like this is this is like a challenging yeah career field right. and rewarding and i and like even with my limited knowledge about aviation at that point even though it was like an interest of mine I knew that it was like a good job mm. outside. Like, if that's what my Navy career, if I did 20 years as air traffic controller, I knew that I would be well off. Yeah. Like, and have a stable job after the Navy. Okay. So I was, I loved being an air traffic controller. And then, I mean, that's something that, I mean, we could, we could get into too. Yeah. You went to air traffic control school. Mm hmm. Um, and then obviously you learn the whole, that whole deal, and then you go to, um, your first duty station we can talk about but um probably from that standpoint too you probably saw like a huge um i don't know an opportunity maybe or like an, the other side of the aviation thing right because you're like you always wanted to be an, an, an aviator mm -hmm. but now you're learning this sort of on the ground all these rules the fa all these regulations all this stuff and you see the ground standpoint, mm -hmm. which, in my opinion, which obviously I'm not a pilot, and no thank you, I used to want to be, not, no, I don't now, but but obviously, did you see at that standpoint that that could have or was kind of going to give you a leg up in the aviation? Or I, There's another thing I want to ask, but go ahead. Yeah, I think that... I think initially I was really focused on air traffic control. Mm. Like going to HC uh, school to be to become an AC. Like that was that was the first time as an adult that I actually applied myself. Okay. And like took the time to study to to do well, you know. Yeah. And so as a twenty as a twenty one year old, you know. And, you know, even though I was like, I was still, and I was still having fun too. It's not like I was like cooped up. I was still like going out on the weekends mm -hmm. and it was challenging, but it was, you know, and sometimes like a couple times or it was like once, maybe twice, I like passed the test by the skin of my teeth or whatever, but it was still like, I feel good about this. Mm -hmm. Like I never, I was never really like nervous that I was going to fail. And you know, and like, I mean, you know, like, yeah, it, I know. it's a, it's a hard school yeah. and I like, we lost like half my class, but I was never like worried, mm. you know? Yeah. And so it's almost like you automatically learned your, you le almost automatically learned your own lesson from like high school yeah. and college. And you were like, ah, this I'm is doing this now. Yeah. This I is need like, to take this serious. Like I'm getting paid for this. You know, yeah. this is my, this is my job. And I think, and and that really carried me for, like, that mindset right. has gotten me here. You know, like, like this, is, this, is my, this is my livelihood, right. and 
and not only is it like challenging and fun like like not only is it challenging but it's also fun you know it's interesting um i'm i love i love what i do i love being a controller i love being a pilot there's no two better jobs in the navy at at that um at that when you were like after you went to air traffic control school because you said you sort of derailed you feel like you derailed yourself when it comes to you know like your command selection or like no when it comes to like when you were in high school and then when you went to college you said you kind of fell off the path to be in the aviator yeah when you went in air traffic control school and you were taking it serious did you did you find yourself that you were trying to like work back on that path or you hadn't really thought about that I, were your eyes all were your eyes always on the goal? No, I think um, I kind of focused on just being an air traffic controller for a bit. Okay. I I, I didn't really think about um, about the officer route again. Like I looked it up when I was in DEP. I thought about it. You know, like man, I'd really like to be a pilot. You know, occasionally I'd think about it. You know, but it wasn't until I was at my first command. I think of I think like six months after I got to my first command when I was still young enough to go to the academy I had looked at that as an option okay and it was like I I let someone else tell me no on that and that kind of bums me out but they were they were right you know you, so. What do you mean they told you no? As in, like, they were like, we don't think that you'd be a good fit or something like that? Well, one, it was a, tri- it was a triple C. Okay. Um, a, a command career counselor. And, and and she wasn't even at my... She was at the sister command, mm. you know? And it was like... I don't know. I just got talked out of it. Sure. And, it, and obviously, it's like a... It's a very competitive program... I obviously nearly flunked out of high school, nearly flunked out of college, like, flunked out of college. I was doing well as an air traffic controller, I was getting good evals, but, um, you know, as much as I hate to admit it, like, yeah, they were right. Mm. But I don't think that that was, you know, maybe it was what I needed to hear Mm. at the moment. Because it kind of, like, it made me look at the other options out there. Okay. You know. Yeah. So then, from there, you applied yourself. Like it was your first command. You mm-hmm. you, you applied yourself, um, and then you got to Spain. Mm-hmm. When what, what was that? Like in what? Twenty uh, January sixteen. Okay. And then, uh, so you got to Spain, and then, had at that point, had you already started your bachelor's, or no. did you just start when you? When no, you got there? I started. I started when I got there. I started in April, I think. So you finished your bachelor's in two, in two years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Holy that's the smokes. benefits of being an air traffic controller, too, doing a degree at Embry-Riddle in Yeah, you get a lot. That's true. You get it. You get, I got I got damn near an associate's degree. That's, handed no, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah, me too. Know? Yeah. And so um, it was it was nice, you know? It but you know, I was also contending with like an age waiver at that point too. That's to right, becoming a pilot, yeah. and so it was like, as much as I wanted to study something different, I had, I had a timetable that was so strict mm-hmm. 
that it, I didn't I had no other choice but to major in what I majored in and right. and which is fine but because I'm here now you know but yeah. like I would have liked to study I would have liked to be an engineering major I think right um, but which I think there's something to say about like I always tell everybody even now like my suggestion always is like hey do what you're interested in sometimes you have to look for a trade you do have to mm -hmm. look for something like that but also if you're going to do college you need to do something you're interested inherently in, you know you're yeah. you're inherently interested in it because that's going to carry you further than just oh i want to get a business major well, yeah. why? well i don't know why this, this sounds great right not like do something you're inherently interested in. which yeah. and you can still do that and even now right definitely yeah definitely. but yeah, but I haven't you, I haven't closed any doors on myself at all. But you had a goal. Yeah. And the goal was commission. And and one of the requirements for commission was was to get my degree. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and you chose in my opinion, you chose the right path. Yeah, I mean I had also there's another program, State Twenty One. Right. Um, which I I had just applied I actually that that first time I applied for State Twenty One is probably is a big part of the reason why I think I like made first class so fast. Like why um, it it made me so like hyper aware of everything that I needed to do to get there. You know, like because I applied three times for State Twenty One. It's very labor-intensive yep. and um, the board like the boards that you, the board process that you have to do yep. for it everything the whole package is just insane yep. for for state 21 and and part of me gets it but another part of me is like this sucks <laughs> like to navigate this like this manual that hasn't been updated in over a decade to um, to, to sitting down in a board versus like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody that's you know giving you an appraisal it's intense it's almost like it was it was it was it's designed like to be fucked up from the beginning yeah exactly yeah. and i get it but it's like jesus sucks oh, you know, it's, man, i know yeah I, you know yeah <laughs> but i hate it i hate everything about it but you know what it might be the best option. Yeah, like if it was easy, like if it was easy, yeah, if it was. What is that? That 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 cliche everybody always said. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. All right. So there was all the trials and everything when it comes to your degree. You know, what I mean, there was all yeah. the like conversations that we we used to have. Too. Oh yeah. The the every single weekend spent yeah. in my office. in your office up there. Yeah. It yeah. was a good office. Yeah, you guys had it, had, it, had it made, but dude. I know. It was Yeah, like, man. Uh, we had a nice couch. Did you ever sit, did you ever yeah, stay yeah, on the couch? Yeah, of course. It was I, a great it couch. It came up there, but like, like, it was I was nice like, in your like couch. what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you used to hear me, like, I used to be like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway. It was rough. It was yeah. rough. Um, so... I still like I still remember the day because I was I was I think I was on leave and I was supposed to I, I was transferring 
I was on leave mm-hmm. between Spain and here. Yeah. And then that's when you called me and you told me that you got it. And I, I remember that. Like it was, I was yesterday. In, I was I was in the grocery store when I got the call. I like checking out and at the at Mercadona and the Spanish guy at the register has no idea what I'm like. I'm like, let's let's walk. Oh, let's go. And he's like yeah, like C C C, thumbs up. <laughs> like I was thinking, all of a sudden he's German. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and so yeah, it was, it was so surreal yeah. for me. It was like the culmination of like a plan that was put in, you know, before I joined the Navy. Uh, what was I? I was. It was like like my six six and a half year mark, mm. and it was like for the past like five years, like actual five years, like five year plan. Get a commission to actually see that through, mm. and like all of the little goals that you that you set and that you attain and you you know like yeah, that, the, little, the little that milestones, the little milestones yeah, that yeah. you build for yourself to get to where you want to go yeah to actually see that and like it's like wow yeah it's, it's like it's you know it's real and you know I, I don't know I guess like like I said I never really applied myself hmm. before the Navy and so it was cool yeah, I mean, it had to be an overwhelming, like an overwhelming feeling. I, I still, rem- I, I'm telling you, I remember that. I remember that day because I was all, like in tears. Yeah, you were yeah. in tears, and I felt like it was funny because I was just, I felt just as happy as you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, like you were one of my first guys that that, you like, drew, like Drew. Mm-hmm. I. I like I saw like the tail end of, of Drew because yeah. mostly he was with like Chief Downing, but I, I was yeah. I was with him, right? Yeah. But you were the guy that I kind of saw. Like, you how you were a huge portion, uh, a huge part of like making sure that like you kept me, you kept me honest. You know, not only with work but also with school. Like, all right, like just buckle, like buckle down. Get it done. Because we were going to school together we, yeah, at the same time. Together, yeah, you were yeah. in your master's program. Yeah. And, you know, we were, we both had our tribu- trials and tribulations yeah. with that. Like, that was... So yeah. I, I, I knew, I think it, it was it was, it was was cool because it was like, I knew exactly what you were going through. Yeah. And I was like, I was able to see some of the stuff that I was going through, like, in you, Like too. the burnout. Like yeah. The, yeah. So I was able to be like, dude, listen, this is what... Fuck, I'm going through. And yeah. This is what I went through. This is what you got to do, and you just gotta like. Yeah. You know, whereas you came in at like 4:35 a.m. and did your homework. Yeah. I literally would just save all of that until Friday evening. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> no. and work until until Sunday afternoon. No. In my, I would just like camp. I'd say I'd say bye to Lacey on on. You know, sometimes we would like take Fridays. We'd like all right. Friday's our day to like go out, have fun, drink beer, drink beer, yeah, or whatever, whatever. Go yeah. out to dinner, and then Saturday morning, like, all right, bring my. Sleep. You like pack your I, like, pack my, Yeah, I pack my sleeping bag up and like. It's still Monday morning. <laughs> it, some days it was till Monday morning. Some yeah, 
<laughs> it wow. was I'd sleep on the couch. I had a cot too in there. Oh, I know. No, I know. <laughs> the cot wasn't very comfortable. I know. I think there was a couple of times because there was a. I remember one class that it was like a. It was like this thing, and I was. I remember. I remember one time, like, in a good, loving, caring way. But I remember like jumping in the ass, right? Because I was like. Oh, I. I think I remember this. Yeah, because it like I was like I care like I, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Dude, yeah. Like pull the head, like you. Yeah. This has got to get done, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Cause again, I was going through the same thing. So I mean, I wasn't going through the commission thing, but I, was I think it was. I think that was when I was like having a lot of trouble with my capstone. Yeah, I think so too. Didn't you? Cause yeah, you had to do it twice, right? I did. Yeah, I did. I think that was what it was too. I had so much going on. Yeah, man. It sucked. I couldn't imagine being a chief and like having to go through all the like I had enough bullshit as a first class. Yeah. I I like to do a master's program and be a chief and like have all of your you know and kids. Chief, oh yeah, and kids. I didn't have kids. Yeah. It was. I mean, it's good. It's worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like you wake up early in the morning. All, every day, I, I got like four or five hours of sleep a night for like three years or however long I was doing that. It was worth it. But I feel like that's why I have, like, gray hair on my sideburns now, and I have no hair in the frontal part of my skull now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, anyway, so you, you so, all right, so you got that, and then you, after that, you you didn't transfer and go to OCS, right? You, you went to OCS from there, right? I did transfer. Yeah, where'd you, so where'd you go? Well, oh, no, no, you're right. I did go, I went to OCS from... From yeah, they, they held you there until you went to, you, you classed up. Right. Because you were, right. I think you were supposed to, okay. Actually, I got super, I had like three week notice to go oh, okay. to OCS for my orders. And it was like, holy shit, I have to pack up the entire house yeah. and leave in right. three weeks right. and go to OCS. That, and that's, even <laughs> that story was cool. You know what I mean? And the fact that I was, I went to SCA at the same oh, time yeah. that you went to yeah. OCS. Man, I, you know, I know if at like two days literally like two days after we hung out at OCS in King Hall um, I got khakis mm. or or may, yeah no we got khakis like okay. two days later and it was like that would have been really cool yeah. I don't know just for me to show up in khakis and be like but I remember you too, man, because you were. Oh, you were I was like all oh, like. I was, you were yeah, like. I was like uh, on edge. Yeah, you're on. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. That was super. <laughs> that was super cool. Like that that whole deal, and then for, okay, then from there you went to Pensacola. Yeah, and that was where your ground school. That was, was where like flight training really began. Yeah. Well, I actually, so after OCS, I actually got to spend three months at home. Doing out, okay. out with the recruiter. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You did yeah. tell me that. I yeah, the that. hometown assistant. Pretty damn recru- cool. Recruiting part. Yeah, that's a, a super sweet gig. I'd never done that in my career, man. The harp duty. Yeah, man. So, yeah, O harp is like three months. Enlisted harp is like two weeks. And I did, I did harp duty. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did harp duty when I was like a second. Oh, when I was oh, a okay. third class. So you did that too. Well, yeah, when I was in third class, and I was like, that actually, a month later, I met Lacey. Yeah. Man. So, that was, uh, 
It was like a free two weeks of leave. Yeah. And I got to just hang out with like Dep kids and tell them about how the Navy was. Hey, the Navy is hey, great. The, the Navy is great. I'm an AC3 Hulk. I haven't deployed at all. Man, I would not be. <laughs> I'm, an air, not be good. I'm an air traffic controller. That's so great. <laughs> it's so great. I haven't talked to a single aircraft. <laughs> I get money for Cheetos. <laughs> Uh, so you, all right, so you went to, to, you did that, and then you went to, um, uh, what you call it, you went to ground. Oh, yeah, I, I went to, school. I went to, yeah, uh, started IFS, you learn how to, you do like 11 or 12 flights in a Cessna. Well, they actually, they changed the whole program now, it's called, it's called Knife, and I don't know what it stands for, but it combined, um, IFS, aviation pre-flight, indoctrination, which is like the ground school, where you go through like all the principles of aerodynamics, weather, navigation, okay. flight rules and regulations, and all that shit is easy. You know, like, it's Wait, all the what, same. Is it easy because you it's, went through air traffic control school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I definitely, that was like the only thing I felt like. I actually, I did every single one of those classes that we took in API was a part of my degree at Embry-Riddle. So it was all like a, a refresher. Mm. And that was like really nice. Because, mm. you know, as hard as API is, it's literally designed for someone with zero aviation experience to be able to go in and and learn everything about it yeah. and, okay. and pass right. and, and be proficient at it. And so it was, um, I didn't have any problems with API. It was fun. And then, um, uh, and that was like, <clears throat> so I went through API, I was in API when the shooting happened. Okay. And, and that was like the start of like the hardest two and a half years in the Navy that like we've, like I've ever experienced, you know? Well, I mean, why, I guess, why would you, why Like just like hard? having, I guess like close at what feels like close calls mm -hmm. um so like the the nas pensacola shooting right two like literally two friday mornings before at mm -hmm. at 6 a.m i was on the same watch you know right oh yeah yeah it like literally just two weeks before and Ooh, so shit. and yeah there's <clears throat> it's just crazy you know it's like circumstances or you know going through going through primary um i was in primary when the crash happened um mm -hmm. in foley and i'd flown with that instructor before and she was an amazing person and an awesome pilot and circumstances, you right. know, and I'd flown that plane before, and it's just it like because the safety culture is like really is really good, you know. We're all very in tune with, I would think, well, at least speaking for myself, I'm very in tune with my own safety boundaries, you know. Like if something's unsafe, like I think I know when to stop. I know when to just like, I feel like I have like that sense, you mm -hmm. know. Which, you know, it takes people a long time to develop that. Sure. And it, it, it's taken me, you know, in my limited 
flying experience thus far, I would think I would consider limited. Um, I think I, I know I, I have that sensation when something's not right. And yeah, that's in, that's intuition. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, there's a yeah. lot of different. There's intelligence involved in there. There's a lot of different things involved. Yeah, and and so, what, what, let me ask you. What, let me ask you something. Since you're, I mean, obviously you operate a plane now and everything, but the, isn't the isn't it, this is how I mean from the outside? And I don't. I've never flown a plane, but isn't the idea of it being inherently dangerous? In, you know what I mean? Inherent, like, 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 like. There's so many unknown unknowns. Yeah. That, that could happen to you. So that function in and of itself helps you to sort of mitigate what you would do in case there is something that happens. Yeah, like every so every flight we go through. You know, at um, in primary we had our we had our so you have to do a natops brief before every flight um it was a little bit different in primary versus uh, in advanced um because while i was in primary we didn't really do there's there's like a you know operational risk management you do like the you think of like everything that can affect you like okay uh you go through like the i'm safe checklist like you know did i get enough sleep i'm on medication like all right, and you, we'd both like both the IP and the student would say like I'm safe, and then we'd go through the rest of the brief and like situation and there and in the brief it's built in like situations that could happen, you know, like all right, here's our emergency procedures if we have to abort the takeoff, you know, if okay. we um, if we have to do a ditching or something like that or an injection in the T6, we'd go through everything like our procedures for that. Uh, and then it was really uh, harped on in advanced that we do like the ORM and we just continue we go through that like decision making process for pretty much everything that happens on like an everyday flight obviously there's like there's circumstances out there that you can't plan for that you just have to that you have to do pilot shit for to yeah to figure it out um the same thing and, that we say, yeah. Like for like, uh, do controller shit. Yeah, do controller shit. You, know? a, you don't get what like so we we always say too, and you you agree with this. You don't get we all like one thing we always you don't get paid for standard shit. You get paid in case some crazy shit happens, yeah. and then you figure it out and you handle it. Yeah, that's why you get paid. Yeah, like, you're a professional air traffic controller, I'm a professional pilot, you know? And so it's like, we just, we go out and we do our jobs, and and as situations arise, we rise to the occasion. Yeah. And and handle it to the best of our own abilities. Right. And, and in accordance with, like, what SAP said, yeah, like, true. standardization. Right. And, it, and if, you know, if you do something outside of that, you're ready to answer for it, yeah. you know. And if you're not, if if you're not ready, like if you don't know why you did something and it was against standardization, like and you you answer for that too. Yeah, you and you know, that and too, right. that could be you know revocation or yeah, losing or, or, or losing our wings. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so yeah. Well, and 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 that's another thing too. Like you always you you go back on SOP, you go back on standardization. Like you, have, yeah. You, I know you guys have checklists for everything. Yeah. Right, which yeah. is great. Um. 
but also uh, it doesn't negate reason. it doesn't negate like the extenuating circumstances like when it, when you look at when you know your stuff when you know the nat- the natops or whatever checklist you're following and something doesn't it, it's not covered in that you know you just you so do, you yeah. always fall back what was that did they say you always fall back to the level of your training yeah always yeah and if you took it serious and you had like would the train you're going to fall back to is this like it's a good cushion to be able to fall back I honestly I don't think it's it's said I think it's said around the world really that the navy like the US navy has trains the best aviators in the world mm. and I I don't think that that's like bravado of being in the navy or being um, being a naval aviator I think it's I think it's true I I honestly think that this training has prepared me to be the best pilot that I can be and I I'm so excited to go yeah. to actually one get to the FRS and fly a, a combat aircraft right. but also to go and yeah like just and fly like yeah, it's what a you, no shit dude, combat aircraft that, that I've been dreaming about since did, I was like a little again, kid to bring it know? back full circle yeah You've been dreaming about that since you were a kid. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And in like a month, that's going to be happening. Yeah. So. Does that, does that like give you the chills? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Why, it gives me the chills it's for nuts. you, dude. It's nuts. I, so we had, we had a P8 come to, uh, come to Corpus and what, what a plane. Have you ever been in, some, in one? I mean, it's like a 737 uh, yeah, outfitted, but it's, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's like. It's a warplane, you know. Like it has a bomb. It has a bomb bay. I it has no, like, I've never been in. It has like it. missile rails okay. on the side. Like I mean, obviously, I was making a joke. But yeah, it's I mean? it's dope, and the cockpit is great. Like I would love to go in one. Yeah, I know I'll should. be in one one you, time because you you're gonna. I'm gonna try to. Come, I'll come to Pensacola, wherever you're at. Well, wherever, wherever you I'm go. Be. Yeah, yeah wherever, wherever I'm gonna be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you'll have to come. You'll just have to be like, yo, I'm coming here. Are you there? But yeah. you'll know where I'll be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. you could just tell me for sure. I think we can wrap this up, man. I think it was what? a good conversation. Yeah. We didn't even talk about bidets. I mean, <laughs> I want to talk about bidets. Hold on, where are we at now? <laughs> We're almost at an hour, dude. Can you believe that? That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, the next segment we'll talk about bidets. No, man, we got to talk about them now. We, we got to talk about them now. We mentioned it, yeah. Listen. <laughs> All right, shout out to Tushy. Yeah, shout out to Tushy. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I I just need one sponsor and that's you Tushy. So <laughs> please please sponsor please, this. Please sponsor this. Please send Tushies. We'll buy you we'll buy you I mean th- that'll buy you at least 3 Tushies. Like th- the three people who listen to this will absolutely buy one cuz listen having a clean <laughs> butthole and gender parts is like one of the greatest things to have. like I, I I seriously don't know so so we both live in Spain I yep. live in Sicily but so my first introduction into that was Sicily right and then my, my first introduction to that was also Sicily when were you there uh when I met the ship on deployment on okay. my first deployment all right yeah so like I was like what is you know like like most Americans what is this little toilet you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is this? And then when I started, like, understanding the function, you know, because you met a lot of, like, people or whatever, I was like, oh, my God, this is a game changer. 
Like yeah. it is a game changer. It is. To, to be uh, always clean in those regions. Regions. Yeah. So think about it. When it's hot outside, you can go in there. You can cool yourself off. That's true. When it's warm, or when it's warm outside, or excuse me, what did I say? When it's hot outside. So when it's cold, I can do the opposite, right? So when yeah. it's cold outside, just warm yourself up. Exactly. I'm, I'm telling you. And people are always like, oh, like, what, like we talked about earlier. Like, what, what are you doing? Dude, like, you're literally cleaning yourself w- with toilet paper, and then you're cleaning yourself with water and soap. Yeah. See, I, I just, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. Like, of the ones in Spain, I wasn't a fan of the of the bidets that we had in our houses in Spain. But you could so. What was the whole? How, like, how far was it away? In it like, was like a. Like, it was like a good. It was it was a commute. It was it was a commute. It was it was a good. It was a it was a pretty far walk. Like what? Ten feet? Uh, it was it was approaching ten feet. That's that's pretty. It was a far. it was a huge bathroom. It was massive. It was like from us to that table, which is at least seven feet across, yeah, and it was like directly in front of the toilet. So you would like, okay, I'm on this mission. <laughs> I'm on this mission. I and I haven't ran any of the water yet, right? So. Oh like, yeah, so you gotta sit yeah, on there yeah, yeah. and let it warm yeah, up. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta you gotta waddle you gotta waddle your little your squat your pants are at your ankles and you're like, all right, I'm getting over there and then and then you have to sit there and run the water for like five minutes because the water heater is like out in the garage. <laughs> like That's right. like separated from the house. That's right. And it's and it takes like five minutes yeah, yeah, to yeah. get lukewarm water well that's why you gotta know like as soon as you're, you're on right. your way to the bathroom yeah, just, do your just thing water. just go ahead and turn <laughs> just it on turn it on you know let I mean? the water run yeah. while you do your thing so yeah. you can pay an ungodly amount of money for you know yeah. water running <laughs> uh i was a huge fan of the the first bidet i experienced in sicily with the not with the with the, the sink the sprayer wand. The, wand. the wand yeah yeah this the sprayer Don't because that that is that it's not only is it like a spread you like form a little seal on the back of the toilet yeah and then you just go to town that's right because otherwise you make a mess see tushy that's what, that's what you do tushy <laughs> and and we like that <laughs> yeah, like the one we had in spain like the one we had in spain was great or the so one in sicily in my in my in in, in my wife's house was like it was like did, you were like doing your thing and then it was like here it is. Oh, like right next to yeah. it. Yeah, and That's then one nice. in Spain was like, "Here's you doing your thing," and then it was just reverse. Isn't it weird? So it was like that. We we had two houses in Spain, and mm. it was like that in our in our first house too, and our second. Well, we were in our second house longer for mm. two years, and the first house for a year, and it was like you had to do a complete one eighty, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, I, anyway, I was okay with it. It. <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, I feel like it's a game. The, yeah. the fact that Amer- Americans, when Americans can now, like the ones, especially the ones who've never used it, right? Yeah. When you're like, when they think, ew, it's gross. No, what's it's not gross? gross. What's gross about it? What's, you know what's gross? You doing doo doo and then yeah. wiping your butt with the you, paper. You using your loofah. Yeah. Every, <laughs> your loofah every day, and then you like wipe your shit all over your body. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what's gross. That's the gross. Yeah. 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 What's gross is every time that you do number two, you don't wash your 
your areas. Yeah. That's what's gross. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. so people can make fun of Europeans all the time. You but. know, so despite having not having a bidet in the state, I think like I think flushable wipes, despite the whole like fatberg thing, like from sure. people <laughs> right. pouring despite the plumbing issues, right, yeah, right, of like right, old right. outdated plumbing wipes are the way to go. Wipes if you don't have if, if you, you don't, don't have a, a tushy. Day. Yeah. If you don't have a tushy, thank you, Tushy. <laughs> wipes. Wipe. Wipes are the second wipes best option. Yeah, listen, Tushy, listen. You go ahead and hire us as your, you know, we're gonna we're gonna help you out here, do some consulting, but you guys should also have a brand of of flushable wipes. I'm just saying it would help out mm -hmm. with your business tremendously. I think so too. But dude, it's a it's uh like I, I'm, I'm putting bidets up there with like one of the best inventions of humankind, along with like language, and like the the Mars mission. Or, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, bidets are like. I I think one of the, like the bidets in Japan are one of the biggest attractions for me to go. Oh to yeah, because I've never been. I've never been. I've never I've been, been yeah, I've never been to Japan, but like they like. It's they like, like it's like bidet pornography. Yeah, dude, they come out. They like pop out like a ro little robot. Konnichiwa, and like. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a piece of sushi while we clean your butthole? <laughs> it's, uh, like, it's like yes. heated, it's like heated toilet seats and stuff like. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I totally yeah. want that. Yeah. Dude, uh, this is this is good. This has been good, man. And I appreciate you allowing me to do this. Yeah. Is there anything that you would, I guess, you'd you'd, you'd want to say to anybody who's listening to this that would want to follow that path that you I, followed? I think that if anyone is interested in, in going this route, so I, I went to OCS. Um, I applied for State Twenty One three times and got denied every time three years back to back and that like that only like solid I don't know it's like solidified solidified my resolve to become an officer and to know like okay this is what I really want to do I've gone through all of the pain to get here I'm gonna finish my degree on my own terms and apply on my own terms and cross my fingers that this is this is my shot Mm -hmm. And if anyone out, anyone out there wants to go OCS um, and has your contact information, you can forward them to me, and I'd love to help out. I think we've already – have you already forwarded me information for someone? Yeah, I think – yeah, a couple <clears throat> times. I've, I, yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, there was, a, there, there was one guy I remember I did for sure, and, and maybe two guys. Yeah, I've, I've, I've tried to help out several people and um one of my one of my best friends got picked up for state 21 yep. a mutual friend of ours hayden yep. Yep. um and i helped him out a ton with this package and it, it was like it was such a good feeling right. when he got picked up for state 21 just knowing like all the trouble that i went through but he's also like he'd done he was so crazily like I was so unqualified for state 21 and I didn't know it and he was so qualified for state 21 like if he didn't get picked up uh, literally all of my faith in that program was, was gone, was gone. <laughs> it was like it was like if he does not get selected that program is, is 
hot garbage. Right, right. He's, <laughs> there's no one better. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if anyone out there is listening to this and wants to wants to follow this path from an enlisted officer uh, and is interested, reach out to Tyler. And we can exchange information, and I'd love to help you out. Great. So, All right, man. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, thanks for Thanks for having me. Um, right. Yeah, this is a good time. It's been great. We're, we're, this is... We always do, man. It's always yeah. good to see you. It's always guys. good to see you. All right. Yeah. You're you're like no shit a lifelong friend. So yeah. I Yeah. I'm I'm very grateful for you. Me too, man. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. All right. Well, all right. Let's sign up.